Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Gapology Radio. This is your podcast on Gapology, Imbar, and more. Let's give Mark Tinas a call and see what he's up to this week. Hey Brian. Hey Mark, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. It's a little earlier than usual this week. Yeah, good. Yeah, I wanted to get home before it got too dark. You know, it's already pitch black and it's like, you know, three in the afternoon. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I know. I know. We need to we need to spring ahead here soon, I think. We've got these horrible fires here, so the, the, the sky is totally uh, blocked out in smoke. The sun's blocked out in smoke, so it's cold because of the smoke. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. How far are you guys away from that? Oh, we're 200 miles, but it is, uh, it's totally filled the sky. Wow, that's crazy. Well, what would you like to cover this week? I thought we should uh, talk to the winning leaders that uh, attend these podcasts. Um, we get so much communication from them about the podcasts and how they're impacting their leadership that I thought we should go back to a topic uh, from Gapology where we tried to define what a winning leader was all about, and that was the topic of EDGE, which was an acronym, E-D-G-E, EDGE. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so so Brian and I, um, in in Gapology, pages 169 to 171, tried to document um, how we viewed winning leaders, the characteristics that that they have, and the things that we learned from them. And... We came up with these four things, and ironically, they formed the acronym EDGE. We didn't do that on purpose, but um, we found it to be quite significant. And I know, again, that there's a lot of winning leaders that listen to our podcast. What I'd like you to do is to look in the mirror and compare yourself with the definitions that we've put together for EDGE and see if any of those pieces are in your leadership and see if any of the pieces are missing from your leadership because we found them to be consistent through the winning leaders and we found them to be very impactful. All right, well, let's start with the with the first E, um, which was energy. So we found that winning leaders create energy. When they walk in the room, the room just heats up a bit. Uh, part of its title generally, but most of it is their behavior. So when we when we drill down on it a little bit, you know, what's creating this energy? It really is about a passion that they have for creating action, and uh, it seems to be contagious, and they pass it on to others, and it it affects action in others, and it creates followers. Uh, not a topic that we talk about a lot today, but great leaders do create followers. Not that they're always followers, but that to be a leader, you must have followers. And those followers over time become great leaders as well. So we found that the energy was in this passion that they create uh, in others. And, And then if you drill down on it just a bit more, it seems to come from their drive for, uh, purpose or beliefs so they they feel strongly about things so uh, they're driven by purpose they're driven by beliefs that creates this 
this energy, and then it gets passed on to others. So that's the the first E in uh, in edge. Uh, so so Brian, any comments around that one? Yeah, you, you know it's funny that you said that. So I, as you're starting to talk about edge, the first thing I wrote down was was purpose. You know, and, and that purpose can really drive it, and it really drives the energy. And a lot of times that energy is is driven because it's the right stuff. It's the stuff that really matters. And and if you have that belief, if you're really driving towards those things, energy a lot of times just comes really naturally. Yeah, and uh, other people can feel it. You know. Yeah, yeah. How, how? Hey, Mark. How how do you think that would be different than charisma? I think we mentioned that in the book. Yeah, it, it really isn't charisma, you know, so we, we didn't necessarily find the winning leaders or the most successful leaders to be charismatic. Uh, we found them to be influential. Um, it's, it's quite different. So they weren't necessarily uh, social butterflies or people that like to get up and talk in front of groups necessarily. They had strong beliefs and they were very driven and they created action in others and action in others tends to get the results right so yeah that's okay. a great great question great point so that one sort of leads into the d so the e is energy the d is decisive so we found them to be decisive and a lot of it brian is right back to what you just pointed out about purpose they have this this core belief this core purpose and that's what creates decisive. Uh, they lack hesitation. They lack hesitation. Uh, they know what actions to take. They um, are all in on on the purpose and uh, and and on these beliefs. And they they feel very um, empowered uh, because of that. And it causes them to be rather direct. When they're speaking to their team, they tend to not dance around topics. If feedback is is to be given, they give the feedback directly, uh, not necessarily in a in a mean way, but they're direct. Uh, they get to the point, and uh, so we summarize that as being decisive, and we viewed it again as a way that they create action, and a way that they create energy, and it's one of the reasons they're successful. Uh, they believe in themselves. They believe in their leadership, and therefore they're they're decisive. So, uh, Brian, comments on that one? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot easier to make decisions when you're very clear about your purpose, when you know what matters, the things that are really important, and, and you can really see through that that whirlwind of competing priorities that we all face. When you really clearly understand what your purpose is, the things that you're really going after. It's much easier to make a decision. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. You have a foundation for making the decision. Yeah. So the G then is greatness. So we found that greatness was uh, their standard, that they expected it from themselves and they expected it from their team. And uh, that, of course, if you look back to energy, that, that in and of itself would, would create energy. So greatness was, was their standard. Uh, the other thing that was interesting here is they view greatness as a choice. You can choose to be great, and you must choose to be great. Greatness doesn't just happen. You've got to choose it. Um, and and that, 
harkens me back to a quote from Jim Collins in the book Good to Great. He said, good is the enemy of great. And that is so true. So greatness is a choice. Winning leaders do not accept mediocrity. It's just just not acceptable. And uh, greatness, again, is the standard. It's not this bar that's up there that you shoot for. It's the standard. Uh, Brian, thoughts on greatness? A lot of times it's a desire for greatness. And it's a curiosity around how that greatness can be achieved. Um, you know, the, these leaders, they're curious, they're analytical, they, they want to know, so what are the specific steps that we can take to be great? So, you know, they analyze the, the results of other leaders who are winning, and, and they really go after it, um, really with an unwavering focus. Yeah, I like that. And, and that, leads to the, that leads right into the final E, which is the expectations, uh, so, so they they know the measure of greatness. They set the expectations at at that level, and they use expectations as a tool to drive performance. So, one of the things that we uh, love about Gapology uh, is that we learned early on in our studies there that. The winning leaders, the best performers, their teams always knew the expectations. And when we compared them with those that weren't winning, we found this huge gap where those the leaders that weren't winning, their teams did not know the expectations contrasted with the winning leaders. Their teams knew the expectations. So uh, winning leaders use expectations as a tool to drive performance. Their uh, expectations are not goals. They are expectations. They are things that, that must be achieved. One of them, one of the greatest winning leaders I've ever known, had a, would consistently say to the team, he would turn to the team and he would say, let's go. And that meant, you know, let's, let's roll, let's march, let's, uh, let's go towards these, you know, the great things that we've just talked about. And it's that let's go uh, mentality that you know drives you towards towards the expectations. So they were always clear. Their team knew the expectations, and expectations in and of themselves create energy. They create passion, and uh, we found that the winning leaders often spoke about expectations. They they would talk about them all the time. It was a huge piece of their leadership. And I go back to the first thing that I said. They used expectations as a tool to drive performance. So when you look at why they were successful, expectations were a tool that, that drove that. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on expectations? Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, Mark. You know, we've done quite a few of these podcasts now, and it seems like expectations comes up in quite a few of them. It's just amazing how they're all connected to expectations. You know, we talked about accountability. We talked about communications and purpose and, and, and expectations is parts of all that. And I think with edge, you know, setting those expectations around the thing that, that is the most important around the things that matter, that things that uh, have purpose. I think that really is one of those things that defines somebody who has edge. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, when you, when you think about expectations, you can't think of a winning leader, without expectations. I mean, you take away expectations and what do you have? You've got nothing. Yep. You've got nothing. Yeah. 
So some people just set goals. You know, boy, it'd be sure great if we could hit this goal. Well, that doesn't get us anywhere. But a leader that says we must hit this number and here's how we're going to do it, I mean, that's, that's totally different. So, again, they create action. A gapology was written, in essence, to define how to, how to create action. It's all about action, and expectations are a huge piece of that. So, well, well put, Brian. So, when you, when you look at it, you know, when you come back through it, winning leaders have energy, and they create energy in others. Winning leaders are decisive. Uh, they have a point of view. Uh, they, they, they lack hesitation because they have this foundation. So they're, they're decisive. Uh, greatness is the standard of winning leaders. They set that as the expectation. And uh, they use expectations to drive performance. Their team is always clear on the expectations. So I'd like each of you that are listening to this to just match that up against yourself and find your gaps and close them. Close them because these things added together equal uh, a winning leader, a winning leader driven driven by purpose and bringing others along, creating followers. Uh, so that's what we learned about winning leaders. They have edge. Brian, anything else for the group? Nope, that's a perfect way to end it, Mark. Thanks, everybody. All right, thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Brian. Yep. Bye. Okay, that's it from here. If you'd like to learn more, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.